In this episode, I continue the conversation with Min, Joe, and Nadia Teunissen around the role of the teacher in design thinking in education. Min, how would you describe your teaching style when you first started out as a teacher? Oh, gosh. So <laughs> I remember when I first started out, I I was overprepared and I I tried to give as much information and knowledge as possible to the students. It, it felt epic, of course, because <laughs> I realized that um, too much of information does not necessarily mean that all the students will understand and digest what you try to teach them. So, and uh, I had this notion of trying to know everything and be as perfect as possible, even as a teacher uh, myself. And then I realized that that approach also doesn't work in the end. So I, I had to change a lot over the years. But that was that was my first approach. I still remember the first day where I, I was I was very afraid of all the eyes. Uh, looking at me <laughs> and trying to ask me questions that I didn't expect um, because I, I also prepared to all the potential questions that could come up from the materials but yeah they always ask uh, the most random questions that you could not imagine <laughs> so uh, I think that's when I realized I was very honest with the students in the end of saying you know what I actually don't know the answer to that question but I, I promise I will look into it and of course if you if you also find uh, answers to that question that would be good for me to learn as well so that that was the uh, breaking the ice moment for me because I also just had to be honest <laughs> in terms of telling them that I, I didn't have all the information yeah it sounds sounds like that already in the beginning of your teaching you were uh, forced to let go of the hierarchy of teacher and students and uh... yes I, I realize it it didn't work that well. I, I could already sense from the room that um, it was very rigid and that was not the teaching style that I wanted to pursue. So later on, it became easier uh, once I I was more open about the some of the aspects that I, yeah, I, I may not have been prepared for or uh, some of the aspects that I may not know as well. So then uh, encouraging students also that the my role as a teacher, even if I try my best, I may not know all the aspects of uh, of the field and that we, we can learn it together. I think that was a nice nice break and change of pace of the teaching. So it actually became uh, much more fun later because then they were also encouraged to uh, explore on their own of uh, the aspects of sustainability and health in, in that sense and yeah we, we it became a cool learning journey so that was that was more fun later on yeah Nadia can you describe the role of the teacher in a design thinking uh, course or a course that uses design thinking yeah I think the role of the teacher is more about being a coach or a trainer uh, really about guiding the students the students through these design thinking steps so we've already discussed it a little bit, but I think it's about providing them with enough input in the form of scientific knowledge and activities to make it their own, um, whilst at the same time letting them explore and reflect by themselves, also what Min just mentioned. So it's really about balancing content with competence, I would say. So it's less of a, a knowledge transfer role and more a process facilitator role. 
And Min, how has the design thinking uh, course changed your way of teaching? Oh, um, it definitely encouraged me to have more confidence in the students that they they will be able to understand the concept and also that they will be able to create something on their own. So it it gives a more proactive role for the students and uh, more of a student-led learning journey. And I think that type of approach I could actually apply in my other courses as well, where uh, it, where the course in, in my other courses, they're more of a yeah traditional role where students are the passive role where they take in the knowledge and they they do try to explore uh, but not as active as the design thinking approach so i think i would definitely adopt the design thinking approach in my other courses as well as much as possible so that i give uh, i give the room to the students for them to explore and also uh, be confident that they can actually be as creative as possible and also take a more proactive journey uh, in, in their learning. Do you have an idea what that would look like if you would um, take this type of teaching style to another course? Uh, well, so one of the courses that I teach is on ethics um, and it's about the emerging responsibilities in health and uh, the traditional approach that I took was for students to hand in an essay, for example, about the dilemmas, ethical dilemmas in healthcare. But uh, I would actually now try to change that a bit and give them the context of the dilemma and for them to actually uh, have a more tangible solution of how they would approach this ethical dilemma. So they could, uh, they could try to advocate uh, for a certain campaign or try to raise awareness uh, through other type of social media or whatever approach that they would like to take uh, in their own creative ways. So that that could be a that could be a more proactive role of how they could learn uh, the ethical dilemma, but also take a more of a proactive role as a student in terms of that finding a solution to that dilemma. Yeah. So what I hear is that you are now really trying to find ways to connect the the scientific theory to something practical, something that's happening in the real world? Um, of course, in the field of public health, it's it's more of a uh, knowledge to apply in the real world rather than a theoretical sense. So I, I think uh, having, having that design thinking aspect in the public health field would also be helpful for the students as well, so they can actually have a more applied uh, applied knowledge in in terms of their learning. Yeah, so it also really fits with the the subject that you're teaching. What is the effect of this way of teaching uh, on the students? Do you see the difference in how they engage with the class? I do think that it takes uh, it shows more ownership from the students that they they take a. They say that it's it's our project. Uh, we were we were thinking about this for a while, or we put in so much energy and effort. So you do see uh, more ownership in in terms of how they engage with their project and also how they came up with their ideas. So uh, that was that was good to see because if if it's a traditional way, then they kind of lose touch. So after they submitted their essay, then that's it. So they don't really engage with the 
context or the knowledge anymore, but with the design thinking project that we did, I, I could really see that students were very active and uh, they were really taking ownership of what they have built so far. So that was really good to see. Yeah, and I think it also helped that, uh, well, again, the convergent, divergent thinking. So we started out with a big issue, medical waste, and we posed a design brief. Uh, but then they were also able to really make it their own in the way of creating a persona. So it became, in a sense, personal. Well, their persona, they all had a different persona. We're solving this problem for this person. I think that also helped uh, when it comes to engagement. Also that the teamwork was quite uh, longer than they were used to, which also made that they really had to work together. You could not slack or... If you did, you discussed it with your teammates and then everybody could take turns in slacking, so to say. Um, but they really supported each other in that team. And so they also wanted to do good for their teammates. And I think that also really helped in uh, the levels of engagement next to all these interactive activities, of course. Um, but I think that's also an important part. Yeah, and before you mentioned that uh, some students even created some artwork, and I can imagine that as a student, you would also show this artwork to other students who are not even in this class. And that's the, you might not do that with the essay that you've written for, uh, for a class. So I think that's also an interesting uh, difference that they are really proud of something that they created in this class. Yeah, and it also shows that the work that they do in class also connects to the outside world. So in this sense, with the uh, art pieces, they created that workshop and they really connected with their fellow students, but other groups reached out to pharmacists, to doctors, to general practitioners. Um, so that also makes it that it's it comes to life in a sense. So it's not only fictional on paper, uh, but it's, it's real. And that really helps in um, connecting to the issue, I guess. Yeah, definitely the first and the third group, um, besides the art group, they they really made an effort to engage with the pharmacists and all the experts that are in the field that have this dilemma. And they even connected to the patients and they really tried to find a tangible solution on their own. They, they had amazing logos and they had uh, posters and all these raising awareness campaigns that they provided as a potential prototype and solutions. And I think, I think that type of tangible aspect you you don't really see from a traditional course setting per se so that that really also encourages students to uh, engage in something different I, I think that was also one of the reactions from the students of that uh, it it really made them really think about uh, how to apply what they have learned from the context and how to actually make it in in real uh, in terms of uh, what happens in actual setting. Yeah, and also we created an actual setting at the final pitch. So they were not pitching to us as teachers and instructors, but they pitched to a panel of stakeholders. Of but they, uh, the stakeholders were actually working in the field. So that also brings a level of seriousness <laughs> that sort of frightened them in the, uh, in one way, but also motivated them. Like we really want to bring about a good pitch because it's not only for our grade; it, it's about our work, and we want to bring this across in the best possible way uh, so that they see the value and actually want to take it a step further. And what advice would you have for teachers who 
are not looking to redesign their course, but they are they do want sort of this kind of engagement in their class. What's one small thing that they can do uh, to get there? Well, I I would say applying design thinking in, for the entire process and changing the entire course, of course, would be a challenge. <laughs> so I I do acknowledge that. Um, I think one way to apply it, if I I mean, this also goes for uh, just in my field because I, I cannot imagine how this could be applied in natural science, for example, if it was physics. So let's say, for example, if it was on sustainability and public health, uh, I, I think one of the ways that teachers could apply uh, one element of design thinking would be to would be to encourage students um, to develop empathy of the problem that they uh, they want to solve. So in public health, for example, uh, of the of the topics such as uh, infectious disease or epidemiology, uh, if you want to actually try to approach it in a problem solving way, I, I would encourage teachers to actually encourage students to think about the perspectives of those uh, of the patients or the people that are facing the dilemma, and then they they try to emphasize and try to think of okay, how did this problem come about? Uh, what would be the potential solutions? So that that could also be a, a way to encourage this type of thinking because normally in a traditional course uh, setting, it it would just be okay. Here's the problem. Uh, here's how many people that are facing the problem, and uh, that is just on the surface. But if students are encouraged to think about uh, how do these people experience these problems and how do we actually approach uh, solving these problems, I think that could be one way to encourage students without changing the entire course, for example, just to just to encourage students to think about it uh, in in a empathizing way. And I also would say, don't be afraid to redesign your course because it will bring you a lot. And but if you have to like pick some starter points, then indeed, as Min said, I would uh, also recommend the the empathizing uh, activities, but also put in some ideation. Really give those students room to well come up with whatever they are able to come up with to actually solve something because that's something we saw that is really valued by the students that they felt enabled to do something. Um, so I think that's important to include more in our teaching that students themselves not only understand issues and problems, but they feel unable to act on it. And I think ideation can help with that. Yeah, and also having an element that's not graded, I think that will also be helpful. <laughs> so let, let's yeah. say uh, in the ideation phase or even emphasizing phase, just uh, letting the students submit some type of their idea brainstorming ideas or uh, how they how they interviewed a patient for example or how they approached uh, trying to trying to empathize with uh, the people that are experiencing those problems and uh, having that element not graded I think that would also encourage students to explore as much as possible and uh, not have the pressure to fail so and also um, as a practical tip letting the students know that it's it's okay that there is no one perfect answer to a certain problem that that would also be an encouraging aspect for the students because students always tend to think that there is a perfect answer or there is a certain solution for 
uh, all the problems and there isn't. So uh, letting the students know that it's, it's okay to not know everything is it's also uh, a practical tip. Yeah, it's okay to be human, actually. <laughs> a lot of teaching, it can sometimes feel like, guess what's in the teacher's head? And that's the only correct answer. And uh, yeah, in this kind of teaching, that's not uh, applicable. And what advice would you have for teachers who uh, are looking to adopt design thinking into their course? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the easiest way. That's also the design thinking way. Just just start doing it and see what happens. And then you experience yourself what fits you and what doesn't. Um, yeah, and, and think of your role. So uh, think about the transfer, knowledge transfer role um, and the, the process facilitator role. So let the students know you're there with them. That, well, what Min said, that being lost is okay, that making mistakes is okay, and that they're doing well. So really support them in that sense. Um, yeah, I don't think it has to be that complicated. Just do it. <laughs> I mean, from a practical advice point, I would first encourage the teachers to think about the time slot that they have with their courses. So whether it's an eight-week course or a semester course, because I think giving students time to grow is a huge element for them to make mistakes and also restart and explore. So that will be one aspect to consider. The other would be to think about um, to what extent are you going to apply design thinking elements. So if your course has limited time and also there's, uh, there's a lot of students involved, then making, making the students into groups and going through all the design thinking of all the elements may not be as, uh, as practical. So then trying to think about what do I really want to get out from uh, the design thinking and what do I want the students to learn. So even at the stage of just going through until the ideation phase or just until the prototype phase so that students actually uh, are encouraged to think and have that learner-centered journey. But they don't have to come up with until testing, for example. So we also had to adopt uh, the design thinking uh, aspect to our to our course uh, to see what fits with our own schedule and also the resources that we have. So um, yeah, definitely as Nadia said, just do it. And also uh, it doesn't have to be the perfect design thinking education implemented journey. You, you also have to kind of prioritize, okay, what do I want the students to get out of this? And, um, and what element of design thinking do I want to encourage the most? And do I want to emphasize the most? So that's also something just to think about the priorities if you are thinking about applying it. Yeah, I think it's good as educators that you think about where do you want to prepare your students for? And that also relates back to what Min said in the beginning about that mindset, that growth mindset. I think that's super important. And if you're doing it with little design thinking steps or you're doing a full-on course, I think both helps uh, in, in that move towards well, training our students to become more resilient mm -hmm. in, a, in a sense. Um, well, and I think we need that these times because, well, now we have a crisis, but the climate crisis is just around the corner. We have social inequalities. Um, there will always be crises, being them small or big. But I think this really helps to, well, 
prepare students for um, yeah, a future-proof future, -proof future <laughs> uh, in a sense. Yeah, I think uh, great advice to just start doing it. That's how most innovations all, also uh, start, not by some pre-setup plan, but by people who just start doing. And uh, also good to have a clear focus and let yourself also grow in using design thinking in, in your course. and. Uh, not expecting it to uh, to be the the perfect design thinking uh, process when you first start out. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Min and uh, Nadia, for this uh, interesting conversation around design thinking in education. And I hope that uh, we've inspired some teachers to uh, take their first step in this uh, process. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Happy to be here. In the next episode, I will talk with Bram Hoonhout on his class Tackling Inequalities in the 21st Century. If you are looking for inspiration in the meantime, visit our website centerforinnovation.org that is center number4innovation.org.